Hey everybody, this is Nikki Bruno with the Epic Comeback Podcast, where warrior men and women who have been through absolute caca give you advice on how to get to the other side of yours. Today's a super special day for me because I have with me today Elizabeth Yang, who is one of my favorite leaders. She's a friend of mine. She's really incredible, and I know that you will agree. Thank you for being here, Elizabeth. Nikki, I'm so excited. I'm glad that we're finally doing this, and thank you for having me on. Super excited to be here today. Yes. Awesome. Well, let's get right to it. So, Elizabeth, I'm going to give you the mic to introduce yourself. Please let us know who you are and where you live and what keeps you busy during the day. So I run my own company. It's called Better With Company, and I focus on what I love to call ambitious, compassionate, ambitious high performers, business owners, entrepreneurs, really achieve revenue growth by building a business that's about the people first and then profit follows. So focus a lot on leadership, people training, networks, and customer experiences, and really helping people build their businesses through the DNA of their customers, really letting their customers be at the heart of how they grow their business. I'm also a mom, a wife. I have, my kids are 11 and nine, and I'm out here in Boston. So I call my kids my little minions, um, but they are the ones that keep me up at night uh, on top of everything else that's happening right now with coronavirus. Um, we're just, you know, keeping it busy all at home. Yeah. Busy up in the house. Oh I know. Everyone has their own online office now. It's crazy. But <laughs> it's been a few weeks and it's gonna be another probably few more. Yeah. We're oh I know. It's not going away. This is the new norm. Everyone has oh. their own online office with a with a camera, Mac, and their own headset on. It's been it's been a whirlwind. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. And I love how you call your kids minions. I, I joke with my kids and I tell them the only reason I had you is, is, is for free labor. By the way, that's a joke. But they, <laughs> they hate it when I say that. They're like, what are you talking about? They, we are the E family. Everyone in our family has an E name. And so I call them my little minions because half the time I don't know what they're talking about. But we laugh. <laughs> we laugh and we have a good time. So that's all that matters. That is the best. Yeah. So Elizabeth, to get a little more serious here, as you know, this podcast is about uh, by and for people who have gone through some caca, some really difficult, uh, life-shattering, even traumatic experiences. Can you please summarize for us um, something that you went through and what was the worst part about it? Well, the reason why I really wanted to share my story here with you, Nikki, is that I think, you know, my epic comeback is really around two big defining moments of how I started my own business. And it was really about how I became an accidental entrepreneur and how I got let go and rehired all on the same day while I was on vacation with my family during my eighth year anniversary with the company that I had been working for. And I'm sharing this story because I often think that your listeners or just people out there don't realize the power that we give away when it comes to a job, when it comes to this idea of job security for the sake of family obligations, for the sake of a paycheck to feed our, our family and take care of our households, right? We submit ourselves to tolerate so much and we give so much of our power away that there are moments where you feel like you're at the mercy of a company that you're working for, or you're at the mercy of a 
a horrendous boss who treats you with no respect, no dignity. And I'm here to say that you don't have to live like that. That, that idea that job security, it's not real. And that you ultimately have the power within you to define what's acceptable and what's not. And you don't have to tolerate that. Life is just way too short to do that. And so I'm hoping that that's the conversation that you and I could have that really will inspire anyone who's going through that to really take that power back. And I'm hoping that by me sharing that story that it allows people, I don't know the right word is, but it gives them permission to also give themselves permission to say, think like an entrepreneur. Even if you have a great job that you love, there's job security in it. Being able to think like an entrepreneur is really what gave me my saving grace and gave me my power back before wow. I was ready to start my own wow. business. So what happened was, tell me a little bit, a little bit more about that day on um, when you were on vacation. You were working for a company and you said you got laid off and rehired in the same day. Like what, what happened? Yeah. So this is really the turning point for me, right? So I've been at this company for eight years, really loyal to the company, like just really passionate about the mission of the company. It was a large fortune 10 company that I'd been with. And at the time we were going through reorgs, layoffs, restructuring, like many big companies would. And up to this point, I've been a fairly high performer. So I've always landed on my feet inside the company somewhere, whether it was with another team or another role. So I have never really felt that I was truly afraid of being let go. Mm -hmm. And what had happened was I happened to be on vacation this week. My boss a couple months ago at the time, I had been working for his team for about two years and he had told me that they had it to cut people. And I really needed to start looking at another role inside the company. Okay. And so long story short, I started to open up my network and started to talk to different leaders within the organization. And so he knew at the time I was going to be placed into another team. We were just waiting for HR to kind of like figure things out. But what had happened was I happened to be on vacation that week with my family and he texts me. Right. So I like jump in the car cause there's nowhere to talk privately. And I call him back and he tells me, Elizabeth, I regret to tell you that I got to let you go. And I said, Tom, not his real name. I said, Tom, like what's going on? You know, I'm going to be joining, you know, so-and-so's team. We've already been through this with HR, like what's going on? And he said, I don't know what's going on, but you're going to need to figure that out. All I know is like, you're done. Like we're done. Right. And I just remember sitting there like thinking like I've been with this company eight years. Today was actually my eight year anniversary at the time. It was a Thursday, Sunday afternoon. And you're telling me this, like you guys are all part of one company and you're telling me you're letting me go. And I don't understand why. Right. Mm -hmm. And I just completely in that conversation that I had with him, all these questions that went through my mind, Nikki, I had to tell you in that moment, I never felt so stripped of my dignity. Like I had been doing everything that I thought I should be doing as a leader, as a good employee, as a good collaborator for this company for years, right? Yeah. And in that two minutes, he just took it away like that. And so I said to him, it was on Thursday, I said, couldn't you wait until I got back into the office on Monday? And he says to me, actually, I'm going to go on vacation on Monday, <laughs> right? Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So 
after I hung up with him, I quickly jumped on my feet and I said, you know what, I need to call this other VP that's going to bring me in and I need to figure out like what's going on. So I ended up, she was traveling, I ended up getting with her chief of staff. And when I jumped on the phone with this chief of staff and told her what happened, she was like, Elizabeth, in the 20 years I've been with this company, this has never happened before. What is this guy thinking? Right. And she's like, Elizabeth, don't worry about it just be with your family, come into the office on Monday. We're going to get this figured out. I'm going to confirm with our HR by, by tomorrow and figure out what's going on. Okay. She calls me back later that night and she's like, I don't know what's going on with this guy, but you're fine. Like, we're going to get this through this. Just come back into the office on Monday. And so long story short, Nikki, I think what happened was this team that I was joining for political reasons, I don't think he wanted me to join that team. Mm -hmm. And a lot of what I had been doing on his team, I would be replicating and doing on her team. Okay. And I think it really just came down to internal politics. Okay. But in that moment, I realized that I had been working for him for two years, nights, weekends, family sacrifices, and he just was not able to extend me the common courtesy that this woman who had only known me for six months did, which was just take the time off with your family and come back into the office and we'll figure it out. Yeah. And in that moment, I just, I just, just never had, I felt so powerless in that moment, you know, just never treated that way before. Like just no dignity, no respect that for convenience, he's going to have this conversation with me because he's going on vacation on Monday. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It just wasn't even like, it didn't even make any sense. There was no logic to it. Mm -hmm. There's no logic to it. And it just, it just really, when they say that, you know, a company can spend years building trust, but in minutes can lose it. Mm -hmm. That's exactly how I felt because the position that I found with this new team, it wasn't because the company had opened doors for me. It was truly because of my own professional personal network and um, that made me realize the power of your network and how powerful it is to truly build relationships with people, even when you don't have to, when it's not even part of your job. Because this VP that brought me on, she said to me, Elizabeth, I don't know what you're going to be doing on my team, but my team loves working with you and we'll figure it out once again on my team. Let's just move you over. Like, well, I didn't yes. even have a job description, right? Yeah. yeah. Right? And so... That really, you know, was a come to Jesus moment for me because, like I said, it just made me realize, like, how much I'd given my power away to one boss, one leader, one company. And in a moment like that, I was just another number. Right. And, um, he just really, he didn't have anything to say. He didn't apologize. He didn't, I gave him my two cents. And that, to me, made me realize the power of social networking and the power of how important it is for me to continue to build relationships in a meaningful way um, because it's when you need it most that you tap into that network and people pull through for you, the right people that pull through for you. And now you own your own business. You are an entrepreneur and you have been for a while now. And, um, and you're, helping, you're helping spread the wisdom of that to, to other people to build their own companies around um, keeping their, their people first. And so what I'd love to ask you is, so it takes so much strength to, to even to gain an awareness of saying something like I was giving away my power. So gaining awareness of that 
And then taking your power back and starting your own company, what's the best thing about where you are now, being on the other side of that really painful experience? Now being on the other side, so before that moment even happened, I actually ended up starting my consulting practice on the side. And I think that was really my saving grace because, you know, that whole entire year leading up to that, the company itself was going through major reorgs. Like one minute you didn't know if you were going to have a job, the next minute you didn't know, next minute you're working on project A, the next minute you're working on project B. And and people were it was just, morale was just poor and negative, right? Sure, of course. How confusing. But what really brought my power back was when I fell into entrepreneurship and really started to think about what value do I have that someone is hiring me for? And to answer your question, I think that becomes a really powerful piece in coming through on the other side because no longer was I looking for validation on my boss or getting, waiting for a promotion or a raise that was dependent on my boss or the company or internal politics. It was the realization that I've always had the gift and talents within me, yeah. that I had the ability to create value no matter where I went. And I think if more people just thought like an entrepreneur and just thought if I wasn't doing this for a raise or a promotion, but rather I was doing this to serve my customers. Who are my customers? What are my services? And how much am I worth? And constantly be aligned to that. It's like, no matter what hits you, you know the value that you bring to the table. And I remember, you know, shortly after this conversation, coming back on Monday, and my old team wondering where I was, because I knew I was out of the vacation until Friday. He was out on Monday, so he didn't even communicate anything. And I literally went into my office and packed my stuff, and my team was like, where are you going? And I was the one that had to deliver news. And I just remember walking into the office and thinking to myself, never again, Elizabeth, will you ever give your power away again? Never yeah. again. Never yeah. again. That's beautiful. And, yeah, because... And to me, that's like really on the other side is that you have to think like an entrepreneur, that if you didn't have a job, right, and you weren't at the mercy of someone else that was writing your paycheck, what's the value that you bring to the table? Yeah. Who will pay you for your experience and your knowledge? And to me, that was the most powerful aha moment, a big defining moment for, for what I do and why I started to do the thing, my business and build it this way was understanding the value of relationships, the value of your network and that your net worth is really your network and really understanding about how powerful it is that when you can really get aligned to the relationships you're investing yourself in and the skills that you bring to the table and knowing what that is and owning that and owning the value that you bring to the table, how empowering that is. That's awesome. That's awesome. And for people who, for people who do feel powerless at work, um, you know, relative to their, it could be relative to their boss, or maybe they love their boss, their manager, and it has to do with the, with the company. It has to do with the direction that a company might be going, because it's not always your boss's fault if you get laid off, right? Sometimes it might be, but it could be the company or the department. So for people who are feeling jerked around like that, and who do feel completely powerless, you know, to this kind of corporate entity, what what piece of advice would you give them? You know, people who are in that place right now, there are a lot of people during during quarantine and during this this uh, this pandemic, um, and this time of of great disturbance at at work, who are 
feeling completely and totally controlled and at the mercy of what their, what their company and or their bosses are saying. So what, how would you advise people who are going through that right now? Like what's, what's one nugget that you would give them? You always have the choice with how you show up. And I'll give you an example of what that looks like. When I was going through this, like inside my corporate career and I had my business on the side, I remember one conversation I had with my new boss. She said, Elizabeth, I don't know what you're doing, but you and your team are just rocking it. And she gave me a promotion. And I'll be honest with you, I wasn't doing anything more or less than what my job was asking of me. The only difference, the only difference was that outside of my day job, I was serving clients and I was excelling and my energy was on fire. And I felt great and I was aligned to my gift and my talents and I knew I was making a difference. And when I showed up in the workplace after all that work, I just brought energy, I brought optimism, I brought positivity, I showed up and it was completely engaging. And that was the only difference. I didn't do more or less work than what I was asked to do. I did it, right? But the choice that I showed up, well, everyone was just being like, yeah, yeah, lip service, lip service. Yep, meetings. Okay, we're just going to look busy and we're not. And we're just going to ask one question in a meeting, but not. And here I was showing up engaged and saying, how are we going to make a difference? Because I was doing what I loved outside of that job. I showed up and just shifted everything. And I still got promoted. And that's when I realized that even though everything else is outside of your control, how you show up. Is still within your control. And we all have that choice. We all do. We do. That's gorgeous. That's gorgeous. That's a, that's a, such a fantastic nugget. And how yeah. you show up, is gonna, it's going to impact whether you work for yourself or not. Knowing your value, which you were speaking to earlier, knowing your value and, and making the decision to show up with positive energy and with, uh, with an attitude of service, mm-hmm. that is going to help you whether you work for yourself or whether you work within another company, you're making a decision exactly. on those shows. Uh, yeah. Totally. Just elaborate on value, right? It was knowing your values in terms of your core values of who you are, but yeah. also knowing your value in terms of, you know, your self-worth and what you bring to the table that someone is willing to pay you for. Right. I think you have to have those two aligned. And um, to me, that was such a, a big difference because after I went in a hundred percent, all in on my business, it was almost like it didn't even, like, I didn't even miss my job. Like I missed some of the people, but I didn't, like, it didn't even skip a beat. And, um, you know, often, even now it's like, Elizabeth, how do you show up with so much energy? And I just say, stay focused on the fact that you can, you have a choice. Like you can choose how you show up and people experience you. Leadership isn't a fancy title or years of credentials you know, leadership is how other people experience you. And whether or not you want to own that, people still experience you. It's so, you know, it's like, it's up to you to choose whether or not you're going to own how other people experience you, or you're going to let them decide for themselves who you are, right? So I would say just own it, own who you are and show up in that way. Whether you run your own business or you have a job or things are outside of your control, you know, I mean, I, I mean, I felt guilty showing up happy when everyone was like miserable. And that's how I knew it wasn't aligned with my core value because I was yeah. like, everyone's like, why is Elizabeth so happy? What's wrong with her? What is she smoking? Right. And I was like, 
okay, if I'm in a workplace where I'm showing up happy and I feel like there's going to be consequences for that. Red flag. <laughs> red flag. I got to go somewhere else. Right. Um, yeah. And that's how I started to feel like they were like, how, they're like, how do you deal with all this creative energy? How is your team like showing up and you guys are doing all of these things? And I was just like, you know what? We're, personally, I mean, I didn't say this, but I honestly was not putting in any more hour or less hours than the bare minimum to get by. Wow, I believe you. But it was the energy. Mm-hmm. Turn that baby yep. up and people just had a completely different experience of me and my team and that's when I realized it's not time management it's energy management and alignment I got it that's awesome Elizabeth one last one last quick question if you could have any superpower that you don't already have what would it be my superpower would be being able to multiply like the positive energy that I get really excited about when I meet amazing people. Like it would be the ability to just amplify the awesomeness that I feel in other people and have them believe that they're just as awesome as how I experience them. Mm-hmm. You know, I like, don't know. I think you already have that superpower, but no, I, I don't, I sometimes, you know, like I, I just love people and when I meet people and I just think they're amazing and it's sometimes it, 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 it it just is surprising to me when they don't really realize their own amazingness. And I would pick yes. the superpower of saying, you know what, I'm going to be able to mirror back how I experience you back to you yeah. so that you can believe the way that I believe in you. And I think that would be an amazing superpower to be able to do is to mirror that back to people, you know? I love it. I love it. So Elizabeth, thank you so much for being my guest. I would love to know, how do we follow you? Where do we find you online? You can follow me at my website at betterwithcompany.com. That's where I hang out. I'm also on all social media channels as Elizabeth Yang Real. So you can follow me there as well. Yay! So everyone, this is Nikki Bruno with Elizabeth Yang on the Epic Comeback Podcast. For more information about how you can stage an epic comeback in your life after a life-shattering experience, please go to theepiccomeback.com.